Women, 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 And here he is, having the time of his life. There's his big brains. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend. Until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. I still got Pandora with commercials. What? I mean, anybody will tell you Dee Haslam is really, she is the person who runs the Cleveland Browns. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That can make you slap somebody. Now, baby, you're ready to speak Spanish. If I you ready to speak American. This is tough. This is tough. I'm you're 46 years old. You know what I'm saying? Your kids ain't going nowhere. I have to take off my shoes. So, kiss my black. Know your number? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was super busy getting high. Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? I am indeed ready for the weekend. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK. WRQK.com. In that piece of audio, you hear Al Snow <laughs> say that wrestling, along with jazz, are the only like two like original American art forms. And it makes me angry every time I hear it. And I don't know what makes me angrier, Fantone. The fact that he said it or the fact that I can't come up with another American art form that beats out wrestling. Rap music, right? Rap, I mean, that's got to be one of the original American art forms. I don't know that it existed prior to Americans. Well, right? blues then, too, right? Wouldn't sure, that be us? Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, like, so I, music. I mean, he says jazz. So let's say, okay, let's just say music. We'll, we'll, we'll put music under the jazz umbrella. Okay. Fast food? Is that an American art form? <laughs> I, mean, I think we've kicked ass. At I, that, I right? mean, it's delicious. I'm not sure it's artistic. Okay. All right. Um, what is I, um, what is I like? That's what makes me angry about it is because I was like, well, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, what a dumb meathead wrestler. And then like the more I thought about it, I was like, well, maybe I'm ones? dumb and meatheaded because I don't know what the other ones but, are. Like, but I guess the point is like, with painting, whose original Amer- art form is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't it's, know, but somebody just got paid four hundred and fifty million dollars for a painting. I would assume most art forms existed prior to America. You got to remember, America has only been around for two hundred years. Maybe I'm only thinking of a, of art in a traditional sense though you know what i mean like uh, yeah i don't know what i don't know what else because at first i was like what's he nuts there's video games and i was like wait a minute just because they're no, played by americans no, that that's yeah. not an american thing. you have to give that to japan I yeah think, yeah so. yeah i gotta yeah i gotta go over there there so i uh, know i maybe al snow has a point maybe al snow's been right all along it's possible oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I here's the thing i can't give in on this fight we're i mean it'll be all morning long I, I will. I, it, this will get addressed multiple times in the morning because I need the audience. There's going to be. It's this dude, Marshall. He'll know. <laughs> he might not be awake yet, but Marshall tweets me in and tells me stuff all the time. He always knows stuff. As a matter of fact, I've I've told him 
plenty of times that if I had, a, I would hire that kid Dude, because Marshall, he, he's the Snopes of the Stansberry he show. He kind of okay. knows everything. Okay. He does. He's one of those dudes. He's a little younger, but he always knows stuff. And I told him, I was like, dude, if I had a budget, I would hire you for sure. Cause you're just, you're always on it. Marshall's just making stuff up. Is, is, that, is that right? <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Stansberry won't know. <laughs> He'll just say it. Okay. That sounds good to me. Sounds good. Here we go. I can't think of another American art form and it's making me crazy. We'll figure it out. I need to figure this out, dude. I cannot. If I get bested intellectually <laughs> by Al Snow, I swear to God, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I'm all right. A little bit tired this morning. I'm not going to lie, though. I know I showed up a little bit late, and that's because last night oh, you was, it was the official, well, not official opening, but the first opening we had last night at the Christmas bar. The mayor was there. His wife was there. Dude, that place is going to be insane busy. Insane busy. I, I said from the time Scott, who owns TDs, is the guy that has you know opened this. It's really his wife. She's the brains behind everything. And when he told me the idea, as a guy who's owned a bar, I was like, oh, that's kind of a good idea. And so then I called my brother, who's like legitimately in the bar business, and I was like, hey, man, let me run this by you. And he was like, yeah, man, they've been doing that here in Vegas for a few years. He's like, it slays. He's like, people, you know, excuse the pun. He's like, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but he's like, people will absolutely love that. And he said the same thing. He's like, damn, he's like in a Midwestern Ohio town. He was like, he's like, just think about mom shopping with her friends. That's exactly where they're going to go when they're done doing that. It's it's um it's in the same like little strip as Tusk or TDs on Tusk right there, right at like 77 South and Tusk. Um, and last night, man, like I said, the mayor was there. So the first half of it was like a charity event and like the mayor and his wife were doing this. But then as the night kind of went on, um, there was some who's who from Canton, you know, uh, Officer Lamar Sharp made an appearance. Yeah, last I figured night. he would. Um, but dude, as the night went on and people just got a little bit sillier and a little bit looser, dude. Like, these women, like, dude, we're getting like, inappropriate with me. Like, there's this Elfie Stealthie station. And so you go there and you hashtag Elfie Selfie and hashtag that Christmas bar. Smart. They, they got those stupid props there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a beard and you put sure. on a Santa hat or whatever. But they've got some signs, too. One says, like, Bah Humbug. One says, like, Merry Christmas. And one was, like, Mistletoe kiss here, and it was pointing down. So obviously you'd hold it over your head. Oh, somebody put kiss. it at their chest. And- no, this woman put it over my crotch, and I was just like, "Lady, what are you doing? Santa Claus is watching. Literally at this moment, Santa Claus watching us, and you're putting this thing over my crotch. She's trying to get a piece of the Phantom dude, candy game. It was. I'm telling you, that bar is going to be an out of control good time, dude. It is. I'm, you know I'm what? Pumped to be working. There. You just made me think about something that America can't have anymore <laughs> because of what's happening in this country right now. What is that? And and we're going to discuss it after giving you this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. And before the break, we were talking about how Fanto's working at this Christmas bar. That Christmas bar, as a matter of fact, is what it's called. It's next to uh, TDs on Tusk. And it got me thinking about this time of year. First of all, like I've already seen it all week where like the local news media oh, are, yeah. are already in like their reindeer footy pajamas, like at the desk. And it's like, guys, like one crew already slept at, at, at a Christmas story house. Like, how do you go from... Here we are at the Christmas Story House, and I got like I got my hot toddy, and then now here's Al Franken honka honkin' boobs. Like, how do you do that? 
Um, I, uh, I, I would say, now I'm not one to be like, they're skipping the holidays, and what about Thanksgiving? Because I don't care, but like... Where is that in that? Well, there's a little bit of like, you can't do six weeks of straight Christmas. So if you're already wearing the footy pajamas, if the weather guy's already dressed up like Rudolph and Wayne Dawson's already got like, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, antlers on his head. Dude, the fakeness that comes with TV is something I'm just not interested in. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like television, you know it, I know it, it's a different product, and that's why there's different people in it. it. It's fake. (laughs) That's why. It's like, it's completely and utterly fake. Like, I could, I could not. Oh my, I could only imagine if our boss came in and said, yeah, buddy, you gotta wear these funny pajamas, (laughs) you know what I mean? Then you gotta drink out of this candy cane glass, and like, all this stuff. It's like, Christmas does weird things to us. It just does. And it got me thinking as you're talking about the, that Christmas bar and somebody grabbed like the mistletoe and laid mm-hmm. it on your Johnson. Indeed. I started thinking about as this country, and I've been on this for a few weeks now, is going through what I call a sexual harassment awareness seminar is essentially what we're doing in this country right now. And probably rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, right? to, it's hard to argue with when you see this much. Which, by the way, an actor from my childhood that I absolutely love and adore has now been accused at eight o'clock. We'll give you that story. But that one kind of bums me out. I, I hope we end up finding out that that one's not true. I don't want to have to dislike him. But at eight o'clock, we'll give you that. But I started thinking about this. This is why companies don't do Christmas parties anymore, right? Because you can't let people get drunk and like take photocopies of their ass on the copy machine in 2017. You can't let that happen, right? No. Um, do most companies still do Christmas parties? I ours, don't think so. Well, ours doesn't, but I don't even know if that's our company or if that's our building. You know what I mean? Because I think other buildings have Christmas parties. In fact, I know they do within our company. I Yeah, I'm sure it's not a mandate that the company... Although, anymore, if you're, if you're a big... Like, this is a large company. I don't know how many how many actual employees I heard as, but it's gotta sure, be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know what it is, but there's no way you can be like, yeah, all those people will act right. You know what I no, mean? No, of course. So not. if I was, I would almost maybe botch them. The thing is, or uh, hatchet them off. But the problem is, man, is that it was part of this thing in America, where the better your Christmas party, probably the better place it was to work all year. And the more your boss was willing to give you for a bonus was probably indicative of it being a better place to work every year. Do most people at work expect to get a Christmas bonus anymore? Like, I was watching Christmas Vacation not that long ago. And the whole movie's about the fact that he gets screwed over on his Christmas bonus. And I was like, you can't even make this movie now. Nobody even gets these. This is the first job in radio where I didn't get a Christmas bonus. Is that right? Mm Mm-hmm. This is the first one. So, I mean, once again, I don't know. I didn't know that. I don't know if this is indicative to the country as a whole, to our company, or to our building. I don't know. I, I really don't. And I mean, never in the past was it like, yo, dude, we're making it rain, you know, here's an extra 10 gur for a Christmas bonus, no. like it was in Christmas vacation. But like, I mean, it was always, I mean, at least a couple hundred bucks. It was and money. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was money. I got, I know for sure I got Christmas bonuses in this industry. And when I worked for this, well, what this company was called before. I got it then, but they did tell us, don't tell anybody you got it because not everybody in the building is getting it. Like, they did tell me that. So, like, I got to wonder, 
is that still the way they do it? Like, maybe people are getting Christmas bonuses and you and I just are terrible at our jobs and we're not going to get it. Very distinct possibility of that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like... It, maybe it, maybe talking about it right now is what, <laughs> is what, got, us up, bitches. Is what um, got us out of the running. It is. It, it's, it's always one of those things that... And I'm sure the audience will at least be able to give us some sort of a feedback yeah, I'm on curious. this. Of, like, of, are, are you, you guys getting this? Or? Are you guys getting Christmas bonuses this year? Or are you expecting them? There's a part of me that thinks that... I mean... And maybe not bonuses, but parties and like, I mean, most people do something, I think, right? I, I, dude, you ask me and I would want to have one, but if you ask me if I was running the company, do I want to leave myself open to the lawsuits that is dudes and people getting grabby in back offices in an office party? So, so probably the best thing to say here, Christmas or otherwise as a business, you would never feel comfortable serving your employees out. Not anymore. So you'd, you'd be under the the, the model of... Yeah, I, my stance would be I would want to do all of this for you guys, but there's going to be 10 of you that can't handle it, and then it leaves me open to having to shut this business down, and then next year, instead of not having a Christmas party, you don't have a place to come to work. Christmas party, no alcohol? I mean, is that uh, okay? At that point, dude, now you're just making coworkers stand around. Like, You know what I mean? They're going to be miserable. We did that last year, right? And you and I were both looking at each other like, why the hell am I stuck standing here? I don't think I came to that last year. <laughs> I think you might have been one of the people squealing out of the parking lot, and I, I was still was. in the, oh, I better go, right? Otherwise, they're not going to like us. Meanwhile, dude, no matter what we do, they don't no like what, it. dude? No, who cares if you're number one? Right, exactly. Why, why does it matter if we came to the Christmas <laughs> Exactly, party? yeah, dude. I, trust me, I've already lived this movie once. Uh, the only thing is, and it just... I know at that Christmas bar, they are booked up with private events, with private parties oh. and stuff like that. Okay, so maybe I'm me, wrong. And I mean, I know one of them was Canton City Schools. So, like, if, if school districts are doing it, I got to feel that most places are doing it. Maybe. Maybe. Jeremy writes in and says, I get a card with a $100 bill in it every year. God, I mean, I take it. I For take sure. It. Corey says, I'm one of the ones that gets a Christmas bonus. Okay, well, there's two guys right there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, that can't, you know, give us a good read on everybody listening. But, like, I, um, yeah. I mean, dude, I barely expect my direct deposit to hit. Right. So, like, right. I, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really expecting one my of those. Bob still works. Nice. Nice. I just, you got to want, I think if you run a smaller business, you're probably all right. But if you run a corporation, I could understand maybe let's get off the Christmas party thing. And at that point, honestly, the hundred dollars in a card would be the way to go. Like exactly that way, you can you know you go to the local bar and grab one another. Right? <laughs> don't, right. Be, don't be doing it at my copy machine. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock one oh six nine. Rock one oh six nine. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Coming up at seven thirty, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch up weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. I uh, I got to tell you, man, I really, if I could do this all over again, I would go back and I would open up the show talking about something completely different. Okay. I have now, I feel like a hole has been shot in my boat. Okay. Overwhelmingly, the people who are writing in, both Facebook and Twitter are telling me, yeah, dude, I totally still get a Christmas bonus. And yeah, dude, we totally still do Christmas parties. Really? Um. So Brock tells me here. I get a bonus, and I work for a local contractor in the union, and I know other contractors don't give money, and we have it at the end-of-the-year party, not any kind of holiday or Christmas party. End-of-the-year party. Okay, people may avoid, like, the Christmas party, again, trying to, you know, be, you know, positive to all, you know, backgrounds there. Jake says, I've been working at a construction company for five years. I've gotten a Christmas bonus every year. It's basically mandatory for us. 
Another one of my buddies said, dude, it's negotiated into our contract, our Christmas bonus. Now, I believe he works at a union shop. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder how much of this is union. But nonetheless, I mean, whether you're union or otherwise, I mean, if you're, if you're getting more money. Mike tweets in and says, I get a Christmas bonus and we have a Christmas party at an open bar every year. Good grief. You know what I'm starting to realize? Because another guy told me he, he works for like a, a newspaper out of Akron. You can draw the line on which one it is. Okay. And he says, dude, I work 365 days a year. He's like, that big corporate machine gives us nothing. Nothing. This is what I'm starting to figure out. I can piece this together by, like, by what people say. If you work for a corporation, the corporation has been like, ah, we live in a very sue-happy society. No thanks. We're not interested. And if you work at a private business, the private businesses, uh, I probably know my employees a little bit better. There's probably a little bit more personal connection day in and day out. I probably are leaving myself less open to this stuff maybe for the Christmas party and or I don't want to lose you to a corporation. So I will treat you a little bit better. So you stay. Um, Yeah, I I, I can. I wonder. I I don't know what it is. I can see the difference between that. And I, I guess maybe with like a smaller business, you at least are able to somewhat keep your arms around what happens. You have some level of like, I will be there. You know what I'm saying? Buck stops with me. Right. Therefore, like, but with like. With iHeart, it's not like I mean, what is Pittman coming to the to the to the Akron Canton you know Christmas party to make sure that you know Stansberry doesn't get inappropriate? Have him find Akron Canton on the map. Right, right, right. I mean, like so. Of I mean, and I'm not knocking him. He's the CEO of a huge right. you know corporation. I mean, so yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, and you wouldn't necessarily, I guess, trust your regional managers and whatnot to like have to deal with this. And I guess on such a big scale, maybe it's just not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what's it's the, not. What's the benefit for iHeart to do it? Nothing. Nothing. Right. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, I, I think not even just iHeart. I think Watch plenty, them be doing one an hour away from where we sit right now, and we don't know. Plenty of corporations have embraced the, you know, uh, the beatings will continue until morale improves. So, like, what, are they trying to make us feel better one day out of the year? That's what it is? They're going to be like, no, guys, today you're worth it, but tomorrow go after yourself? Yeah, that might be true. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got to tell you, I'm bummed out. That's probably the thing is these corporations know we've got you by the short and curlies. They do. Ain't nothing you're going to do. What are you going to do, quit? Here's the thing. I don't expect a Christmas bonus at all. Like, so they've done their job. Because, again, I've, I have, dude, I'm old enough to have lived in the life where I've gotten Christmas bonuses at other jobs I've had. I even said I've, I've gotten them in this industry. And yet I don't expect one now at all. Like, America's done a great job at that. Like <laughs> America's done a fantastic job of just taking your dreams and smashing them and then just go, shh, just go online and tell everybody how this is the greatest country ever. You, dude, don't, don't you dare question this country. You are, or you're not a patriot. Like that's, uh, dude, we've done a great job of that. Just shut up and take less. I mean, that's really what it is at this point is just shut up. Shut up and or take we'll replace less. you. Like legitimately, we have embraced the shut up or we'll replace you society. And this kind of bums me this out. It does, dude. We started with Christmas. This all started with Fanto, and you're working at that Christmas bar. Which, you by were- the way, I went to the Christmas party last year. You did not. You ended up being Employee of the Month. Explain to me how that happened. I think I was Employee of the Month in November. So I think maybe that was before they knew. Okay. Maybe before they knew. Which, about by my the problem. way, our company did Employee of the Month for about six months. And, and then in true, in true Akron Canton fashion, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll just stop doing that. What happened is, I think it was 13 months. We have 14 employees that work here. I think we did it for 13 months. We made the, tri- the trip around. Everybody got the participation plaque except for Stansberry. Um, so I think, I, dude, I don't think that was like, oh, man, maybe they just forgot. I think that was a calculated move, my friend. 
Um, uh, dude, you're right. This sucked, dude. This whole hour we've just done. So you guys suck. Your, your finances suck. Your wives suck. This guy brings up a good point. He's like, with the, he's like, with the Christmas bonuses, if you don't give everybody the same amount, somebody's going to get offended. I would do it. If, now, again, I would do it by department. Like in this company, we have sales, we have programming. There's a couple other departments. I would pay sales one thing. I would pay programming another. I think it can be based on your salary. I don't have a problem with that. Like a percentage. Yeah. Like I know as a part-timer, as like a board op, I'm not necessarily going to get as much of a Christmas bonus as like... The guy doing mornings. Right. I shouldn't. I mean, like that's that's the way it should probably be. No, there are tiers. And my boss probably should get a bigger Christmas bonus than I do. I mean, or I I understand the, hey, throw $100 in a card. You know how our boss gets his bonus? By not giving us ours. Ah, <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. Oh, it like back in the day, out. I have no idea if this is true. And you know what? I'm not doing it. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I mean, I think we've shot it ourselves was tr- in the foot enough. It was, it was, well, it was true 10 years ago. I have no idea if it's true now. This company has changed, you know, uh, I mean, well, it's changed names. It's changed ownership. It's changed a million things over and over. So, you know, systems that were in place, you know, 10 years ago might not be in place today. Stansbury must have seen the black SUVs rolling up. Dude, no, I'm not going to talk. Here's why I'm all right with it. Because if I get fired after this first hour of this show today, at least the people <laughs> will be on my side. Be like, dude, all the guy said is that Americans should get like a $100 bill in a card and not told to go F off at the, you know on Christmas Eve. That's all the guy said. I think Canton rallies in the street. And as I, you guys protest everything else, you're not going to protest. <laughs> Literally, you'll protest when you can't get your chicken nuggets on time. But if they fire your favorite morning show, you're not going to come to the radio station and get my back. God damn you, Canton. I would show up for... No, I wouldn't. You know what? You're right. You know what? Just kick dirt on my grave, (laughs) Canton. Just kick dirt on the grave. More of this, what has been a weird show. Next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 7.30, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Get his take on uh, some of these Hugh Jackson comments about Josh Gordon. I read those this morning, felt those were kind of interesting, we'll ask Munch's opinion. I also stumbled across this. There's a bunch of facts about your penis that you might not know. Okay. I think I know a lot about my penis, but uh, maybe there's something I don't know about apparently it. Apparently, you can deadlift with it. The practice of iron crotch is a oh, legitimate yeah. is a legitimate form of of uh, kung fu. Yeah, I've heard about that. Grandmaster Tu Jin Shang teaches students how to lift more weights with straps wrapped around their flaccid penises than you can bench press. I saw this in a movie once, and they were talking about this guy, and they were saying, but I heard it was all about stretching your penis so it grows. <laughs> I didn't realize it was just about showing off the pure power of it. I've I've seen this like in actual practice before. Like I've seen like videos of it. It's not like I've ever seen this in, a, in my actual life. But yeah, I think it's you know more of a. I mean, because if if, if all your if you were trying to try to stretch your penis out there, I mean, you're going to cause some serious damage. I would assume this guy pulled an eight thousand pound World War II era fighter plane down a runway for the National Geographic with his penis. Wow. Wow. Um. I, I guess like I can't get mine awake at 3 a.m. How's that? How's that like first day go, though? You know what I'm saying? Like when you're first practicing stuff, when you're first like, all right, I'm going to be a master of the iron crotch. How does that even like what do you what do you do? Do you start with like a two and a half pounder and just work your way up to a tank? That I mean, I'm not starting with tanker. Well, right. Okay, it's fair. That's (laughs) fair. You know what I mean? I'm probably starting with like 
a roll of breath mints. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Let's lift these, see how, see how we go. But Jin Chang claims, in addition to improving your virility and the length of your penis, strapping heavy weights to it also can relieve a variety of ailments. He claims diabetes and heart no, disease are on this list. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I, I don't mean, think- dude, listen to me. I, dude, I eat everything I can get my hands on, right? And I've been known to pull on my penis a little bit, dude. I, and trust me, I, I know I can get diabetes. Like, I was going to say, it's, it's hard I to know believe I can your get penis it. has anything to do with your body producing insulin. But once again, I mean, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a kung fu master either. So maybe this guy's on to something, possibly. Your penis can also be graded. There's like a four-point system. The erection hardness scale All right. was developed by scientists who were testing out Viagra back in the early 90s. Um, this was the primary method used at the time. The International Index of Erectile Function asked men to rate their, um, well, their erection based on their self-confidence and how often they could have sex. But while the original study showing that Viagra works was going to press, the editors of the New England Journal of Medicine suggested a simpler way of quantifying erection outcome. And apparently what they do is there was four different systems here. Do I still have these? Yes. These are your... It can be measured on a four-step scale, the stiffness of your penis. Bigger, but not yet rigid. Okay. Not hard enough for penetration. Firm for intercourse, but not rock hard. And then the final being fully engorged. Um, yeah, I mean, there's varying degrees of erection anywhere sure, from anywhere, anywhere from a halfy to a diamond cutter. But like, um, I, I, are there more than four? Or is that is that is that appropriate? Is that all the steps along the ladder? Well, there? that's how they got Viagra. Okay, which seems to work pretty good for most dudes. Okay, so I feel like they're probably on it. Yeah, they've got an idea about about how it works. They say morning wood here can hurt. So you probably have woken up ready for action on some mornings. In fact, men, men they say, typically experience between three and five full erections a night. Typically uh, during your deep rapid eye movement, REM, movement uh, uh, phase of sleep. They say, so imagine then how miserable it would be to become afflicted with sleep-related painful erections. It's a rare condition. A little more than 30 cases have been reported so far. Okay. In which erections you achieve in dreamland, but not necessarily the ones you get while awake, are painful instead of pleasurable, and they hurt enough to wake you up. Now, I don't, I'm not going to claim to have that since we've only had 30 cases, you know, discovered. Dude, number 31 right here. But I can, but I can, but I, I was going to say, but I can painful tell you. Painful boners. There, there have been times, Jesus Christ, there have been times where I have woken up. While sleeping on my stomach, and have thought to myself immediately, "Dude, I gotta roll over." Like, dude, if I don't roll over, this thing's gonna snap and out. Like, I have definitely had that feeling. Um, I, I number one, I can't believe you sleep on your stomach. I feel, I, I that's, why you think I'm gonna be six feet above the mattress if I do it that I, way? No, I just feel like I, I don't know. I just sometimes I, I do, not all the time. That's a um. What I, I don't have a typical sleep thing. You're just you're flopping around one I, way to the I other. I move around really? until until I fall asleep. I'm I'm like a straight side sleeper. I'm not sleeping on my back, and I would never ever sleep on my stomach. <laughs> Why? Maybe, maybe I'd fall asleep on my back. I don't know. I just feel like it's such an unnatural body position, and you're like your 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 chest, face, and penis down into the mattress right there. So maybe there is a little bit of well. I mean, I, I, you wouldn't be able to get your nightly erection at that point. But I don't know. Drilling I, for Serta. I always just feel like I always just feel like the way like my head's laying too. It's just not comfortable. That's a uh, that's an interesting Stansbury fact. I did not know right there. A little stomach sleep reaction. Sometimes. All right. I, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're a psychopath for it or anything. Well, you're making it's it sound like, that way. It's not like you're like some weird sexual, like you know. It's just I, I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah, 
I don't have anywhere else to go from there. <laughs> I think we I think we ruined that one pretty much pretty much the best way we possibly could. We'll talk to Munch on Sports next on the Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Joining us now the way he does every single Friday. My good friend. Esteemed broadcaster, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app, constantly giving us an in-depth look at Sashi and the Stooges over in Berea. <laughs> Munch, how are you, man? Bro, I am phenomenal. You know what, man? Think about it. doesn't matter what comes our way today. It's Friday, the glorious almighty weekend. Let's get it done, buddy. Well, the weekend's great until Sunday. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't you see you're like that? I'm not. You know what's funny? I used to be like, wait a minute, I'm not going to freaking race today, so let's just rock and roll, too. Oh. Although, unless you mean because you're worried about getting up early the next day, or because we've got to deal with the Browns. I, well, that's it. That, that, that's really <laughs> it. And, Munch, I'm glad you've changed your ways, because having worked for you in the past, let me tell you, dude, if the Buckeyes and the Browns both lost on the same weekend, dear God, we all just kept, it was like a tornado <laughs> drill in the building. We all just were underneath <laughs> our desks, head down. So, I, uh, I read some quotes here from Hugh Jackson who says Josh Gordon has been a pleasure to be around in the Cleveland Browns facility. Do you have optimistic views of Josh working himself back into this system? Not in any way, shape, or form. In fact, wasn't it just a little over a year ago where Hugh Jackson said he was done talking about Josh Gordon, their parting ways, he will never longer be a part of this organization? Do you feel, do you believe, that there's something from above that's saying he will be on this team. Yes. We're struggling. Put him on here and see what happens. You know what, Dan? What's happening, and you see all the stuff going on now with the pilot flying J trial, too. Josh Gordon is just another indication of a morally bankrupt organization. Wow. Desperate to try anything to put him on the team. Do I want him to be clean and sober? 100%. And, and I don't mind sharing this with you guys, too. For years. My phone number was with the PR people or the Cleveland Browns for Johnny and Josh. Never once did I get a call. And I can honestly say I probably have helped some people over the years because I've been there and done that. Know that to be true. Saw it with my own eyes. I know that to be true. And um, that, you, bro. That, that is a little shocking. I, I'm surprised neither one of those guys ever reached out. And again, now, do I want him to do well? Yes. Think about this, though, too. Even if it had nothing to do with his abuse, with what he was doing. And then we're, we're both very serious right now because it's a very serious topic, is that he still hasn't played football for how long? Been a while expect now. Him to come out yeah, and do this and that, get hit by other guys. I know he's an athlete. I know he's a physical specimen. Does he, well, we're going to find out. Sadly, I just wish we weren't finding it out with him with an orange helmet because, again, it leaves me shaking my head, scratching my head. Then let's sabotage the team. Let's cheat. Let's quit on our teammates on the coaches, on the organization in the city. Oh, and they'll welcome me back with open arms. Yeah, it goes to show how desperate we are for talent at the at the wide receiver position with the Cleveland Browns organization, where it's like a guy who hasn't played in two plus three seasons, and it's like, uh, who who else has made that jump back? You know what I'm saying? Like, not many guys uh, that's fair. walk away from the game and not many come gu- back and play at an elite level. Not many guys had his kind of talent when they left the game. True, either. true, true. Luckily, Corey Coleman coming back. Hopefully, he makes that's an fair. impact this weekend. But Munch, you mentioned a little bit about the Flying J scandal. I know a lot of people have like heard about this, might not know exactly what's going on uh can you give the uh can you give the stansbury show audience a, a general rundown of, of the recent developments and what's happening well this will be the cliff notes version okay bottom line is trial's been going on now 
for over a week. Jimmy Haslam has not been called. However, there are recordings of Jimmy noting that he indeed enjoys overcharging people and giving them less fuel for what they're being, you know, uh, re- what they're being reimbursed, what they're reimbursing a the company for. On the other hand, too, it's interesting because, my gosh, how do you own a company? Again, this is just me. And also, say, wait a minute, how did we make X amount of money? when we sold less fuel than we did the, 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 the year before. That one just puzzles me. It's mind-boggling. And you know what's coming out now? And not from, this wasn't from Jimmy, so I'm not going to put it on him. But from his subordinates, it was to the salespeople about their partners. Now, again, you know, I don't care if somebody's spending, investing, I'll call it $100 a week with the show. We'll treat them like gold. We will over-deliver to them. We'll service them. But the pilot flying J botcher was... Blank them early, blank them often, and wow. help to their clients. Wow. So right now, there are four people actually on trial, uh, a top man, a president, and then two uh, salespeople. And uh, at this time, Jimmy has not been called to the stands. But there are secret record. When I say secret, no one knew they were being recorded. And this was FBI. FBI is not, you know what I mean, hiding my cell phone in somebody's drawer at their desk to, uh, get, re- to you know, get voices there. And uh, there have been, you know, now coming out, Jimmy acknowledging about the, you know, treating people wrongly by charging them more for what they're getting. We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. So let me ask you, Munch, in your opinion, do you think this plays out long-term with somebody else having then legally having to own the Cleveland Browns? You know what? Family-wise, no. And one of the reasons, and guys, you noticed it. In fact, I, I think, Matt, you might have mentioned it to me a few months back. Haven't we been seeing and hearing more of the... Haslam? Right. Yes, we have. That's why I'm asking uh, the, you, yeah. Yeah. The thing I don't understand, though, if indeed something comes down, how would this family, this man, be allowed to run an NFL team if his business is crooked? I don't know if it is. I'm just saying, if indeed it would be, you know what, man? I'm not buying it to support the team if somebody was ripping somebody off. Now, if you say, well, he's ripping us off every week True. by giving us a bad product. I've joked. Every time you leave the stadium, you should be given a voucher, you know, if you can't buy a beer for a soda, a hot dog, and a bag of chips, because that's how painful it's been, at least give us something back. This game on Sunday, I think, is very interesting, Munch. And I think it's a game that, honestly, the Cleveland Browns fans need to watch and pay attention to very closely. And here's why. That team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, were the Cleveland Browns. And then they hired Tom Coughlin. And now all of a Mm -hmm. sudden, guess what? A very short turnaround. I believe that this league is run by these executives, and it's run by player personnel guys who know personnel, who know how to coach guys up, who know how to put the right guys in the right situations. I believe we're an executive away. And I think Tom Coughlin is the perfect example of how you can take a team from nowhere and put the right guy in charge and watch things start to happen. And even, dude, if our if our turnaround happened as fast as Jacksonville's did, Cleveland Browns fans would be ecstatic. Bro, you just hit something on the head. The league is made to go from worst to first. That that, that just sounds pretty. You know what I mean, rhyming wise. Maybe not quite that, but the league is made to go from one and fifteen to six and ten, to go to three and thirteen, to even nine they and seven. You. And the problem is this: again, we have guys, an attorney, 
a baseball guy, and again, a guy, I don't know what the hell he did with Indianapolis, choosing players. We had Joe Banner, a clothing salesman, choosing players. Get football people there. And here's what's even more amazing. Jacksonville and their record, guys, they have neglected one thing. Their quarterback is below average. Blake Bortles. It's not just bad throws because the guy is a big dude, a big, strong dude. It's not just bad throws. He makes stupid, silly throws. He makes mistakes. That'll be one chance the Browns can have to jump on him. The only problem is this. Our defensive backfield is horrific. I don't know if we can take advantage of it. Mark Bishop joining us today. I got a, uh, I got an Ohio State Buckeye question for you. 3.30 on Saturday, the Fighting Illini show up in the shoe. Your Ohio State Buckeyes are ranked number nine. There are still people who say if they win out, they're going to make the college playoff. You buy that? No. You've got to do more. We'll put it this way. Not just win out. You're going to have to crush some people, drop some people. However, and I don't like this, guys. You know what it is? Fantone, you can picture this because Stansberry's a stud, okay? Dang it. And there's this girl that she keeps winking at me, but Dan's going out with her. So, you know, I would not have anything to do with her. Because you're another one of the much commandments. If it's one of my boys' girls, even if they break up, there's a six-month cooling-off period, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to pull one of my guys through heartache. However, however, I don't. You know, I'm going to go out and keep looking because I don't want to have to count on Stansberry breaking up with her. No, you know what? There's so much that has to happen. If they make it, Guys, I'll do cartwheels right off of Shuffle Avenue there where the station is, okay? <laughs> and you'll, you'll see me going down there. But I'm not even thinking about it because all the things that have to fall, all the dominoes. Right now, just losing to Iowa is enough of a penalty, Dan I and agree. Matt. To, to, yet to say, you know what? Heck, oh, hello, much. It's Friday morning. You're on the radio. You can't say that. It's heck with you guys, okay? I, you lost to Iowa. You know what? They showed up and they thought just by showing up, because they're the Buckeyes, they could win. Right. Uh-uh, not in any way. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? Is that right there alone. And, Dan, you know me. I'm the biggest Buckeye hawk and show there is and Homer. But you know what, guys? You screwed up. If you don't go, that's on you, not on me. I understand it. I think if they put the Buckeyes in this year, and I'm a Buckeye fan, but I think if even if you win out, if you put them in this year, it shows a bias of the deciding body oh, yeah. of the teams that they want in it. And, and I think that oh, there's no doubt. It's also worth noting here that I think like this goes to show you some of the problem with the Ohio State fan in the sense of they're in denial. They are in denial, and you still have an opportunity to win the Big Ten championship. Correct me if I'm wrong, and you still have an opportunity right. to beat Michigan. And those are the two things that were supposed to be. Those are the barometers of success for Ohio State Buckeyes. If you win the national championship, that's icing on top of the cake. But you take care of the business that's in front of you. They still have the opportunity to do it. And Buckeyes fans, it's not good enough for them. So, like, that's honestly, that's one of my gripes when it comes to Scarlet and Gray. And guess what? You're allowed to do it. And, guys, I'm going to say it. Please don't drive off the road. You know where I am. Come and see me, okay? Anytime you want. But the best fans in the world are Buckeye fans. The worst fans in the world are Buckeye fans, okay? That is I mean, 100%. well, next to UNF fans, because they're delusional that the program is still, <laughs> you know, uh, relevant in football. And, and, guys, all I know is this. We got a game to play Saturday. We, I'm not on the team, the Buckeyes. But, Sandsbury, you know what I'm going to be like about 7 o'clock Saturday? Hammer. It's all yeah. good against evil, because that's exactly what it is when Ohio State plays the U of M. In Ohio State, of course, Scarlet and Gray is the good but, Matt, yeah, you know what? Worst fans in the world, best fans in the world. You know what? You lost to Iowa. It's on you. I'm not even thinking of these scenarios. I got better things to do. Absolutely. There he is, Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. Weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, we'll talk to you again next Friday, buddy. Enjoy your games this week. Brother, definitely. And real quick, I'm going to be at the Youngstown State game on oh, nice. Saturday. And somebody just texted me, Munch, would you ever root for the U of M? 
three times, guys, three times I would root for them if they played the ISIS, Taliban, or Al-Qaeda. That's it. <laughs> Mark, Munch, That's it. Weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. Make sure you check Munch out. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. It's 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. I want to thank Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, for joining us. Weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350 is where you can find Munch everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I've got to give a little tip of the hat to the Munch man right now. Um, when we first started having him on, and, you know, the first time I met him, dude, I was so excited, like, have, have respected that guy, you know, watched, listened to, you know, just, just looked up to him as a broadcaster for pretty much as long as I've been listening to radio. Um, but I was nervous about him knowing that I hate Ohio State. But the fact that, like, he can, like, move the, his that aside and give you, like, an actual, like, perspective on the Buckeyes that isn't, like, national championship, the Ohio State University. You know what? It's great, dude. It is. Honestly, as thank you for that. Because I love Munch in a very special manner just because he was, like, one of my first bosses in radio. Gave me a lot of my first opportunities. I was his assistant for a long time. But what you're touching on there, Fantone, is the difference between a professional and a blogger. Yeah. A blogger's yeah. just going to blindly go, Buckeye Nation, Buckeye, 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 nah, the Buckeye should be in, where a professional will tell you, that's my team, I love them, but they screwed up enough times to where you can't give them, you can't give them the dessert, you can't give it to them. And you're absolutely right. That is the difference between a broadcast professional and some dude with a Twitter account. There's the difference. That's a good point. I enjoy that. Huh. I uh, something's going to happen next week that happens in this country every year. Okay. And we started this morning's program out talking about news. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. And the news media already in their footy pajamas, spending the night at the Christmas story house, which no, they didn't. They showed, they showed up a little early. I was going to say, the thing is, is when you're on the news, like Stansbury and I get to work early, but those people get to work at like one o'clock in, in the, the morning. morning right. So like, there's no real spending the night there. It's not like they, it's not like they slept there. People like, you went to bed at 730 <laughs> at night there, did you? That's, that's what you did? Sure. But there, there they are, right? And I always think that that looks a little ridiculous. And something is going to happen next week that I, for, I can't for the life of me think of why adults watch this and go, yeah, this is, this, is, this is my country doing things the right way. Okay. Which is the president. Now, this is not an anti-Trump thing. Okay. Because every president in history has done this, or at least for, I don't know, as far back as I can remember. They pardon turkeys. Like, they actually get out there. It's a ceremony. It's not like a press release. Like, oh, yeah, we pardoned these two turkeys, and they're, they're, we're giving them to this kid's farm or wherever. Like, that dude's got to get dressed up, get in the suit, go out there, and, like, go through the motions to pardon not one, but two different turkeys. Um, like, the highest political figure in the land spends a day pardoning turkeys now, obviously, it is a very... Wait till um, Trump picks one of them up and throws it into the crowd <laughs> like paper towels. You get a turkey and the thing can't fly. Like, imagine what he thinks they can fly. WKRP all over again. And he's just whipping turkeys in the crowd like an Ozzy Osbourne concert gone wrong. <laughs> all right, so... Obviously, it's kind of a hollow thing because we're all like, oh, it's so nice he's pardoning turkeys when we're just shoving our faces full of turkeys. Right. So those turkeys are going to die anyway. That turkey you're eating didn't get pardoned. Right. So I guess it's not like it's it's not like 
But at the same time, and it'll be interesting to see how President Trump takes takes care of this because you're right. He's he's blo- he's gonna botch. Well, it, he's dude. blown he's blown other small opportunities to look like a human, to look like you know, look like hey, you know, I'm a, I, I got this. I can joke around about right. something. I can I can you know. But it'll be interesting to see how he handles it, just based on the fact of like, is he gonna want to kind of like do something crazy and then kind of like you know we talk about it all the time he's great at misdirection you know look over here while I'm doing this and I mean that's a, that, you know maybe not an admirable thing in a politician but it's a, it's it's something that comes in handy I just feel like he's going to show up with his own cleaver <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> thinking that like that's what his job is this is much I, like no bro no 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 this is much like we talked about it when he didn't do the NCAA basketball that board. bothered me because I felt like in like you don't have to make out an NCAA bracket but it's a human thing that every, like, not every, but a lot of Americans do. Right. And all you had to do was do it, and it, it it costs you nothing, and yet you might earn some some respect from those people. And, and, and I mean, I think this this pardon will be much the same way. By those people I met, bracket people who <laughs> fill out brackets, by the way. I don't want people going, what, did he just mean black athletes? Like, no, no, no. I met people filling out the brackets no matter their race. You know what I mean? But yes, that was one of those things. I don't want to say bothered me, but it felt like uh, if I was advising him, I would have been like, bro, we can pick up a lot of points here simply by saying UCLA's good. You like, know, what are you doing? I mean, even if it's cause, because let's be real. I mean, nobody should be like, boy, that president, he did it with that bracket and did that turkey pardon. Great. Now I'm voting. But, but at least at this point. That is how it works. Sort of. And at least at this point, you're not leaving money on the table. It's like pick up the goodwill points when you can and move forward with what you have to. There. And again, this necessarily wasn't. Like a whole reason to talk about who the president is. It's more about the fact that forever now we've been turning on the t- boob tube, and there's like the highest political member in the world. And we got him out there pardoning turkeys? Now, obviously. Like, and for all those people who are like, Trump's going to do stuff and people won't take America seriously anymore. We've been pardoning turkeys on TV forever. It's it's different than us because you know we're a rock morning show versus the president even versus yeah I can barely read dude even, even like, versus, it's not the even, same thing even versus the news though so it's like okay you got three different things there you've got us you've got Fox eight and you've got you've got the president isn't there a little bit of you show your diversity. Yes, sometimes you and I have to handle very serious topics, but other times we're talking about, you know, boners and like, oh my gosh, does it hurt? Does your boner hurt? And sometimes literally did it today. Sometimes Fox News has to deal with like, hey, you know, 49 dead in Orlando, and sometimes they have to be at the Christmas house. Sometimes the president's got to be talking about nucle- you know, nuclear North Korea, and sometimes he's got to be chopper, All right. you know, I mean, that light lighthearted diversion's good. Yeah, lighthearted. A little bit. Okay. All right. A bit. Yes, maybe. Okay. Again, like I'm not out to stop it. I'm just saying, like it, we gotta protest. It just, for me, it's just so weird. Especially now, I guess maybe is why is because politics are so heated today that it's like we're all gonna pause for ten minutes to have fun, pardon the turkey, and then it's back to each other's throats over terminology. Now, I will say this as 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 a you know a card carrying member of the uh, of the liberal side of, of the aisle here. Um, no matter what happens with this pardon, somebody's gonna get triggered, and it's going to be like articles of impeachment. We gotta get him going, Trump. He's the worst. I'm telling you, dude. When he picks up that turkey and he whips it into the crowd <laughs> like paper towels, I'm telling you right now, it is going to be. And I've been saying this for years. That the 4th of July and Thanksgiving are both going to be under attack within five years about whether or not that's the right moral thing to be celebrating. I'm telling you right now, get ready for both of those things. 
to be the next conversation point for this country. The next divisive topic will be, should we be taking a day off work to pass mashed potatoes around to celebrate genocide? That's going to be the conversation. It's just... Liberal, Democrat, you know, conservative. It's just, all we do is scream at each other's faces every minute of every day over social media, and then we're all going to pause for ten minutes and be like, "Oh, dude, look, he's pardoning turkeys. That's kind of awesome." Just a weird thing that happens. But maybe you're right. A little lighthearted. Probably not the worst idea there. Maybe you know the world is serious. Maybe take a break from that every now and again. Not the worst. Okay, all right. I can see it that way. One of my favorite actors from my childhood has now been accused of sexual misconduct. I've got opinions on that and where I think this topic is going. And we also have $1,000. So you'll get all of it next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. About to pass out $1,000 here momentarily. You'll get your next keyword around 810. You'll text it in. You'll have a bunch of money. Still to come, 930 on the way, by the way. There's a dad out there that is changing Something about how he's raising his kids that we all grow grew up with doing like it was no big deal. Very standard thing, and this dad's taking it away from his kids 930. We'll tell you what that is. However, now, we've been talking about this a lot lately, and I've been saying that there's a sexual harassment awakening happening in this country, and it probably needed to happen. And I said the other day, you know, I understand people rushing to like, well, let's get Kevin Spacey off of things and like, let's not like, uh, you know, have his shows on. And and I've been asking the question to myself and then I posed it on, on the show as well. It's like, well, I get that and I do understand it. And there is a point in that. But I worry about all the other people that went into making that show and the other actors and actresses who that was like their first break and they don't get exposure and then maybe don't get hired for another show because that's how that stuff works is a show gets popular and it's like, oh, well, go grab the third actress from this and we'll put her in this. And that's how people build their careers. I, I, I definitely take that point. I guess there's just a little bit of like, well, that goes to show you that like your actions and your decisions don't just impact yourself, you know. And like, Oh, you're talking about, about the person who's sexually assaulting yeah, people, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the actions of somebody just taking a, a movie part. No, okay, no. Right. You, yeah, I mean, your actions and those affect other things. It's like, think about, you know, I mean, like, think about the Dallas Cowboys right now where it's like, you know, Zeke's suspended for six weeks or whatever, and it's like, dude, well, yeah, my, my offensive lineman's still working as hard as he can, but all of a sudden, we're not going to make the playoffs because, and it's like, that's part of being on a team, being on a, you know, something like that, and there's a little bit of like... What do I want to say here? Not necessarily that like you obviously have no responsibility there as as you know, but if you worked at a restaurant, let's say, and one of the cooks just kept effing stuff up, dude, just kept effing it up. They're gonna replace the cook. Bad. Well, right, and I mean, like, I guess at that point, nobody knows the cook. Yeah, I guess at that point, you 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 just have responsibility as like the owner of that business to make the best business move for you. I also think it's very weird that we're gonna go through this place right now, and by this place, I mean Hollywood, and we're gonna try to get these people from behind their their cameras and out from in front of the cameras and this and that Mel Gibson's back in Hollywood making movies today. Remember we excommunicated him from Hollywood for a little while. I'm, I bet right now there's a lot of you listening right now that went like, well, what's the big deal of Mel Gibson's in movies right now? And that proves my point. You don't even remember what Mel Gibson did. Now, a lot of you do, but mo- there are some of you there in your car right now going, what did Mel Gibson do? Well, well, why was Mel Gibson not in movies? You see my point here is like Mel Gibson's already back making movies now. So, like, are we going to 
are we going to go back and then like yank him out? Now, I bring this up because I said the other day, at some point what is going to happen is enough of these people are going to be accused that you're not going to be able to cut out everybody's art. Meaning like you will eventually, uh, it, this will affect an actor or an actress that you like enough that you'll be like, eh, all right, everybody else, but dude, I kind of like this show, so I'm watching it. What's up, One Tree Hill? Like you're going to have that, right? And this has kind of happened to me right now. We're Sylvester Stallone now is being accused of sexually assaulting and threatening a 16-year-old when he was 40. A woman came forward claiming that in 1986, Sly had inappropriate sexual contact with her in a Las Vegas hotel room when she was 16. Now, he's already denied any involvement in this. I'll read you a quote here. This is a ridiculous, categorically false story. No one was ever aware of this story until it was published today, including Mr. Stallone. At no time was Mr. Stallone ever contacted by authorities or anyone else regarding this matter. That was a representative for Stallone and Fox News. But here's the thing. Just because she never said anything, that doesn't automatically mean it's false. Just because he didn't know she was going to say anything until now doesn't mean that this is false of course not. at all. Not even close to meaning that. The alleged incident occurred in a Las Vegas hotel room while the action star was filming the movie Over the Top. The unnamed accuser said Stallone, who was 40 at the time, and his bodyguard, who was 27, had inappropriate sexual contact with her and threatened her safety when she was staying in the city with family friends. Now, the Daily Mail claims that they uncovered a police report from the time in which she detailed the alleged encounter that took place in a room at the Hilton. The woman said she met Stallone earlier in the day and the bodyguard, who's no longer with us, died in 2013, handed her keys to the Stars Hotel room. She claimed that she met Stallone in DeLuca, this is the bodyguard, in the hallway and entered the room. Which, at already we're at creepy territory, she was 16. Yes. Yes. Already I mean, we're at creepy territory. Somebody out there can be like, age of consent, idiots. And no, okay, I don't well, care. If you, Dude, if you tell me age of 16 is the age of consent and that's what makes it okay, you're looking for a loophole to bang young people, and honestly, I think it makes you weird. That's coming from a guy who routinely dates women 10 years younger than him. I, I get dating younger women. 18's the line, dude. I, once you're a consenting adult, I don't care what you do and who you do it with, but right, dude, good. anything before the age of 18... Because I got your sexual predator. I got something sitting at around twenty one in my right. DMs, hey. and I'm, I'm conflicted on it. I am. I'm conflicted on it. Fantel gives it the thumbs up, buddy. Go ahead, proceed as proceed as 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 directed here. Uh, I just want to say, sucks this happened during over the top. I love over the top, dude. That's where he's the he's the arm wrestling wrestler. Yes. I just watched it not that long ago. Son of a bitch. Did it's not it that up? good. No, it does no. not hold up. I'm no. remembering it. I got some rose colored glasses. Yeah, on. you do. All right. Okay. Yeah, you do. All right. Is Sylvester Stallone totally capable of this? Yes. Yeah. Like any other, like any other human being, I have no idea who he is deep down inside. And just because I liked Rocky doesn't mean he can't be awful. And, yeah. Now, however, that being said, you realize what's going to happen with this is, is these stories are just going to start popping up. And I've been talking about this in other areas. There are people who like to push the envelope just to push the envelope. And if you don't think... That part of this, in the end, I'm not saying right now, I'm not saying it's happened yet, but this will happen. There will be a concerted effort 
of women to take powerful men down to replace those men with women in these positions in which these guys hold in Hollywood. And they are going to use this issue to get it done. Now, that should probably be done. There should probably be more women in powerful positions in Hollywood. But they are going to backdoor this in very soon. And men are going to be taken down by false stories. I'm not saying these stories are false. But if you don't think that's going to be a fallout of this, and sooner or later we're going to be at each other's throats on Facebook over actors we love, over stories we're not sure are true or false or not, this is coming. This is the st- welcome to this is the 2018 story unfolding early. Here it is, right here. I mean, I guess it, it's not a competition in the sense of like. But do you think there will be more false allegations or more true allegations that get brushed aside? Like, well, okay, well, they're false and you're lying. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? That's a great question. Because, like, it, it, that's a slippery slope. I, to have set to, and, I have to say there will probably be more real allegations brushed aside because that's got a head start. Because that's already been happening. And, like, that's the more egregious thing to me. That's the thing where it's like, you know. Now, listen. I get why to, you want to make that statement. I can't co-sign that When it that comes one. to innocence proven before guilt, I'm not saying Sylvester Stallone should go to jail right now. And when it comes to believing and giving victims the benefit of the doubt, what really gets confused there is, like, when, you're try- when you give victims the benefit of the doubt, that's not that's – not- damning the other person it still needs to be proven it's just you you, the difference though is is that this is one of those things in life where if you're accused of it you're guilty in, in in the public eye and yeah you don't sign off on him going to jail now but for a celebrity honestly sometimes not going to jail and being put in professional jail is worse can be worse for you and so despite whether or not he did it or not he's going to end up in professional jail and that's what's not okay now, I don't know that he didn't do it. And if you're inviting 16-year-old girls up to your hotel room, you're guilty of something. And you wanted to do something you shouldn't have been doing. If that part of that story is true, and if, if any of this is true, I don't know. What I'm saying is, as much like I was talking about the other day with pushing the envelope within, in the transgender, transracial uh, thing, what you are going to see here now is women who did not get their chance in Hollywood over legitimate not being good enough assume that this is what happened to them. They will get together. Gloria Allred will be there. It'll be on TV, and it will be replaced men in Hollywood. Get ready for this. It's coming. I've been telling you for weeks. Great, powerful men in this country need to be looking over their shoulder right now because a bunch of you are guilty and deserve to have what's good about your life taken from you right now. You deserve it. But there's also going to be a let's overcorrect the steer like I'm always talking about, and we're going to backdoor this. You just watch. I guarantee you that'll happen. Your next shot at $1,000 is right now. Show Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have another sexual harassment issue, celebrity issue. I'm not going to do it right now. We will get into it before the end of the program. This affects another celebrity that I absolutely love, and as a matter of fact, it was just this very week on the program, I said, you watch, this guy who I love is going to be taken down and Fox News already taking him down a peg. We'll get into that a little later. Yeah, Fox News has told him, dude, you're not welcome here anymore. Jeez. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later. However, I do have some data here and information about how we all watch Netflix. Okay. All right. Now, I just watched, or I uh, not just watched, I just downloaded, rather, Netflix for my phone. 
right? Now, I had it. I have it on my Xbox, and I have uh, like a Roku stick at my house. That's how I watch TV. I'm a cord cutter. Watch me get up on my box. There it is. It. I'm a cord cutter. <laughs> Look at all of you cable payers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There is there is something Dude, about that. You are a shade away from, I don't even have a TV in my house. I don't even have one in my house. Oh, my God, those people. Oh, yeah. well, dude, I mean, come on now. I, you're you're right. at least adjacent to that. You're right. It is. It's annoying. We, we are annoying. I don't even have TV. Man. I don't even watch TV. But I downloaded Netflix on my phone because I'm getting ready to go on a flight late December to go see my mother. And so, like, they're saying here that a lot of people do this. 67% rather of viewers download their favorite show so they can take them everywhere and not have to like use up their data while they're watching it. So like you can stream things but you're using data there. You download it and then you mm-hmm. won't. And so like and you want, I don't believe you're able to stream via the plane, right? Unless I just unless I pay for their Wi-Fi? Mm, I do not know. Yeah, but I th- I mean I think you'd be able to if you pay for their Wi-Fi for sure. I'm sh- I'm I don't sure know that's how good probably- that Wi-Fi is. Though. Yeah, that's just it. I don't know about that. How many people are going to be sitting next to me and like trying to use it and all that? Where if you download it, apparently it's just on your device. And then you're good to go there. Now space is going to be the issue there, yeah. but I have a I, I don't know I think it's like 64 gig or whatever my iPhone is. It's how many? Do you know? I mean, is that a movie? Is that a TV show? Is that that a, I, I don't series? know. How, I, I don't, I don't know how TV clue. shows break down, but I'll probably download if I can one two movies. It's a four hour flight, and then when I land in Vegas, I'll delete them, and then before I leave Vegas, I'll pick another two movies, put them on the phone, and then you know get on the flight. I, 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 it kind of boggles my mind that people do this because nothing about that seems like enjoyable to me. Like, why would I want to watch a movie on my phone? Like, I, that doesn't seem like something I would do. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't watch TV on it. It's so, I mean, it's so like even even like a big phone, even like a sizable phone. I, I mean, I, it's still like from what I understand, I think I have one of the biggest phones on the market right now. I have an iPhone eight plus. So I'll just pull up the Netflix here, buddy, and we'll see. I mean, it. Although I spent a year watching Netflix on my phone when I was living in my friend's attic because I wouldn't buy a TV. I was going to say that wasn't by like by choice. That was by necessity, right? I did that because I was like, well, yeah, I just well, I just didn't want to buy a TV. I was like, I'm living in my friend's house. I don't want to spend money. Right. Right. I'm trying to get out of here, not find a more comfortable way to stay here. Yeah. Hey, I'm not I'm not paying you rent this month. Sorry, but y'all go spend three hundred dollars. But like this on a plane, like I'm turning my phone sideways so you can see it. I mean, granted, I don't want to watch The Punisher like this. Either, but if but on the plane, I would. I mean, I guess that's I guess that's the thing is like, I mean, I I, I, I guess I wouldn't desperately need like in a four hour flight. Like, yeah, that's a decent amount of time. Oh, but there's probably dude. gonna be a flight, you know, and there's probably gonna be like I don't know. I I'd, I'd probably read or like you know what I'm saying. Like, it just that that's not something I would ever consider doing. I I will take a book. I always take a book for a plane just in case. And uh, there's a book I've been dying to read called Rock Stars Do the Dumbest Things. And um, honestly, you find out in that book that a lot of those dudes are total creeps and weirdos. And uh, yes, we don't. Why do we need books? And God, if you guys didn't know this was happening, what have you been doing for the past 50 years? And I want to read that book. So I'll probably take a book, too. But like, I am going to look to watch Netflix on the plane. It'll just make that like I I like taking off and landing's fine. Like, I'm not afraid to fly or anything. I just get very bored in the sky. Like, I get very bored, and me bored is bad for everybody involved, right? So 67% of people download their favorite shows to take them everywhere they go. Now, that's everywhere they go. All right, so if we're making the argument of plane, 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 I'm going to be flying, that's blah, blah, blah. That's separate. That's separate, but if people are just watching this on their phone, what are you doing? I would not. But again, man, like, are people, pro- people are probably getting away with watching stuff in their cubicle. Like, you and I, when we're oh. at work, we legitimately have to work. Right, like we have, I can't watch Netflix instead of doing this right now. Where if you work in a cubicle, not that you don't have to work all day, but there's gonna be moments 
where it's like, all right, I can do this. Like you, if but, you and I were stuck in the office all day. But if, if you have moments to do something, it's like, all right, I've got moments. I'm going to check Facebook. Log real in quick. on your computer. I'm, I'm going I'm to look at Although Twitter. your boss will know that. I'm going to look at Twitter real quick. I'm going to look at social media. I'll read an ESPN article. I'll, I'll, I'll look at something that entertains me. But like, what do you like? You're not going to sit there for a half an hour in your in your office or in your cubicle watching Friends episodes, are you? I wouldn't. That's just me. Forty four percent of viewers are watching downloaded Netflix content while on a plane. 20% of them are watching it on a bus. You're again here forgetting, yeah, about okay. public trans. Right. If that's your life, you'll do whatever it takes not to hear the psycho in the front of the bus. Okay. An additional 10% of bus or train riders even admitted to missing their stops because they are so interested in what they're watching on Netflix that they missed their stops. What is so interesting on Netflix that you're, that you're not paying attention to where you are? You guys have to tell me this. I want to watch that. Honestly, what I watch on Netflix most are things that I've seen a million times right. because it's like comfort food. Right. Most of what I'm doing is turning on Netflix when I go to bed at night so it's like all right I'll turn on the West Wing again because right. I've seen it 10,000 times it's good enough to you know to, to watch but not going to keep me up all night because I need to know what's happening because I've already seen it a million times this is the worst one I read and this is disgusting and this is coming from a guy who's got some questionable habits 12% of you 12% claim that they are downloading and watching content from Netflix via their phone while using a public restroom. Like, it'd be one thing going into your, like, oh, my God, I'm watching this, which I don't know why you'd be watching Netflix on your phone at your house. I guess maybe if you were in a situation like I used to be, and then you find yourself in the bathroom. That's one thing. Maybe you're hiding from the wife and kids, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't deal with them anymore. I'm just going to go sit on the crapper and just watch Netflix all day, I guess. I mean, maybe. And God, how bad does that sound, dude? I was going to say, let's get divorce lawyers advertising on the program, right? Like those do. I mean, come on, right? If your life's that bad, like it's time to maybe move on. But imagine there you are in a public restroom. You're trying to knock one out of the park there. And then next thing you hear, like, you know, the Gilmore girls coming from the stall next to you. Now, I'm making the assumption that a vast majority of people doing this are using headphones. I don't know why. It just seems like the right thing to me. But <sighs> um. I mean, but what, but I mean, I guess if you're, I mean, it's not like if you go in a public bathroom and you're sitting there taking a dump, like it's not like you're going to not pull your phone out anyway. So what difference is it? Uh, why is it going, why is it going on Facebook? Like, oh, that's all right. I guess my point was, is like, aren't you, if, if I'm hunkering down to watch something, like I'm signing up for a longer time period than I want to be in a public restroom. Um, sure. I guess some people maybe not necessarily in as big of a rush, and I guess maybe I got issues with going to the bathroom in public. I guess it's weird to think that like you would like start something. All right, so let's say you're gonna watch an episode of I don't know whatever the new Marvel Punisher or whatever yeah, the hell just came out today. So let's say you're like, dude, I gotta watch the Punisher today. I, I kind of want to see it. that. Actually. So like, all right, you you get to work, you take your first crap break of the day, you watch. 10 minutes of The Punisher. Then at, during lunch break, you watch 30 minutes of The Punisher. And then in the afternoon, you've got... Oh, I wouldn't you, like you, that. You take two more craps throughout the day. And, dude, it must be a heavy day for you, unless you're me, of course, dropping it down five times. But it, unless, like, that's the only way I could see that being feasible in the bathroom. Because I thought about it. I was like, you really want to spend that much time in the bathroom. So Men's Health looked into it. Okay. All right? All right. How long does it typically take for a man to go to the bathroom? Take a number two there. All right. Which, by the way... Can we get to the point to where the well, S number, word can be on the well, radio so I don't sound like a four-year-old when I'm telling you about these things? The number two. 6% of respondents said that they're in the bathroom 20 minutes or over. Jeez. 
which is way too long, Archie. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? 20 minutes plus. 16% of respondents said they're in the bathroom for 10 to 20 minutes while taking a dump. That still seems long to me. 38% have reported at 5 to 10 minutes. Okay. And then 40% are 5 minutes and under. I'm trying to get done with that activity as fast as humanly possible. I mean, I'll get I'm com- not lounging out in there. I mean, I'll get comfortable. Like I will. Like I'll sit down and, and you know. It, but at no just p- sitting in your own stench. At no point is it going over it's ten. Gross. Well, and it, you know, it depends on it depends on the uh, you know the the situation you have going like, on. Like I there. won't even walk in my hallway after I'm done. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, dude, one push and it's like, boom, done. Other times you're trying to grunt out that preemie and you're just like, Ugh. oh. That's, 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 that's too far. That, Jesus. Lord. You know, I feel like I'm going to be in Vegas and my brother's going to go, what happened? <laughs> I'm going to say, well, dude, I was working with Fantone, dude. Like, you know what I mean? He's, you know, the kid, I don't know. He's, 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 he, he I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what to say from that. So we're going to get into this. Uh, my uh, One of my favorite celebrities of all time is being told never to come back to Fox News. We'll give you that story. That'll be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Yeah, welcome back to the program on Rock 106.9. 910 is when you get your next keyword for you to score yourself a thousand bucks. So yesterday there was a photo circulating uh, over the internet a little bit, and not as much as I thought would have happened. But this thing with Al Franken, I'm surprised, is not catching as much media attention as I expected it to do. Like, I've been following all of my regular news accounts all morning. They've barely talked about it. Now, I wonder why that is. I, I don't know. I, don't, I won't pretend to have the answer, but it's not being covered as heavily as some of these other issues have. And that, I find that to be interesting. I really do. Um, as, as you Google Al Franken assault, 46 million stories come up. I mean, okay, CNN, so if CNN, I, Washington yeah, Post. that's great. I, can, I know I can Google it and find it. I'm saying the news organizations I follow every single morning are not hitting us over the head with it the way they have other stories. And people who are on that side of the aisle who say that this is true and that the media will look to not maybe downplay when their side of the aisle does something wrong are absolutely 100% right about it. It's, I, I'm, I've been looking for it all morning, and they're not hitting me over the head with it. Not the way they did some of these other cases. And it's just interesting. And I said earlier this week that there was going to be a celebrity that I know, that I like, and whose art I love was going to be one of the next people taken down by this because I know who he is and I know some of the things that he's been willing to say and or do, especially in an era when he was making his money when men were, were going to sell records by being misogynistic. And by being this guy and selling you this character, that's, how, that's who they had to be then. And this is Gene Simmons. And I said, I was like, Gene did his like 10 laws of power the other day. And they were, they were all great. And, but I had said, I was like, look, this guy's got a long history of this stuff. And he's going to be one of the first guys taken down. And sure enough, now Fox News has banned Gene Simmons for life. And they claim that he insulted and taunted staff members. He was appearing on a pair of shows to promote his new book. Simmons barged into a staff meeting, unbuttoned his shirt, exposed his torso, shouting, Hey, chicks, sue me. Apparently, he also made jokes about Michael Jackson and pedophilia. 
made mocking remarks about the intelligence of staffers. And that behavior has got him banned from the building of Fox News for life. Now, he's not commented as of yet, as far as I know. Simmons had gone as far as to condemn Harvey Weinstein's harassment, saying men are jackasses. From the time we're young, we have testosterone. I'm not validating it. I'm not defending it. In another interview, he said, I want all jackasses to go to jail for being improper. That was a crazy statement coming from Gene Simmons. Again, the guy's gotten book upon book where he taunts his sexual prowess and the amount of women that he had sex with on tours. And I'm telling you, there were going to be nights where he thought things were going to be more consensual than not. And next thing you know, a woman got herself in a situation, didn't know what to do, went forward with it, and ultimately is not 100% consensual. Not only that, but I know a woman personally who walked up right to me and said, dude, right after sound check, that guy walked right up to me and grabbed my privates. I knew this was going to happen with Gene Simmons. And these stories are going to start, they're just going to keep continue to come out and come out and come out. There's going to be 35, 40 years worth of history of this with Gene. When, when something like this happens to people you don't know, it's very easy to kind of brush things aside. But when that happened, did that like change the way that you, because this is a woman you know and trust, right? This is a woman I work with. And I like her. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. Her husband is actually a big celebrity in this area. And so I'm not going to tell you. Okay, but I know her and I like her. Do you believe her? Yeah. The first thing that went through my mind when she told me is, yeah, that's Gene Simmons. Like, that's the first thing I thought was like, yeah, that sounds like Gene. Again, there's something about part of this is going to come down to and this is not an excuse. There is no excuse. I just want the record to be clear on that about what my opinion is on that. There is no excuse. I don't care what side of the aisle. Like I've been saying for all week, this is not a Republican. This is not a Democrat issue. This is a sexual issue, and it's going to affect a lot of us, no matter what your political affiliation is. Like That has nothing to do with any of this, except for how they'll cover it. But, yeah, I mean, she said it to me, and I don't know her well enough to know. Like I don't think she's a liar. Like I don't know her that well. To know like the ins and outs of her life, but when she said it to me, I wasn't like, "I'm a Kiss fan." There's no way that's possible. I went, "Well, I'm a Kiss fan," and I've heard some of the other things he said. I've interviewed the guy. I've had him on the air. I've talked to him, and I've casually sat in the lobbies of radio stations and had just casual conversations with a guy I grew up idolizing. Trust me, I, I, I mean, the guy. The, uh, yeah, I believe that some of this is true. And again, I was just giving him credit the other day for raising two great kids because Nick and Sophie are great. So when that happened, when you knew somebody who this happened to and you believed, I mean, did it change? It did, I no. Mean, no? Oh, unfortunately, it did not. Did not change how you feel about the guy? Didn't change how you view him? Doesn't change? It just no, is because who he is. You know why? And I know a lot of you just went, oh, that's because you're awful. And no, this is where this is. I always say this. Guys, I'm actually woke. Not this 2017 BS Twitter version of woke. I'm legit woke. And by that, I mean, I don't expect people to be good. I expect people to be awful. Because they're people. So that's not going to change your opinion on people? That's not going to change things on how you feel? It's not like I hold Gene Simmons in high regard. I just like the music. I don't care. I I, I never really thought he was like a great person. The guy wrote a book called Asshole. Like, you know what I mean? He's not claiming to be a great person. I don't really, I don't care about who he is. Like, that's what I'm always saying is like, guys, 
if you want to draw the line and you can enjoy the art, it's going to be everyone. They're all broken, bro. From your wound drips your gold. That's how it works, dude. Don't work any other way than that. I don't care what anybody tells you. That's the way it works. That's the system. I don't care. I mean, I, I want to care about who they are as people, but I understand again because I'm really woke that I can't. That ultimately I just have to like Destroyer for what it is. Decent music. Not made by great men. I'm not scraping off faces on Mount Rushmore trying to find a place for Gene Simmons. But I like the record. And I'm always going to like the record. And that's why I'm saying, like, do Kevin Spacey on Netflix? I'm not sure it bothers me. I'm not. Think about all the other people that went into making that show. What, what should the consequence be there? There's no consequence once you reach a level of creativity? I don't know what the consequence is, but I think removing the shows from streaming services is that's that's you pretending you're doing something. Should Al Franken face consequences? I think these people should face consequences in courtrooms. Why do their consequences have to come from me? That's what we have judges and prosecutors for. I guess because when it comes to sexual stuff like this, you're getting into a lot of very hard-to-prove cases here. Well, at the end of the day, the community will decide whether or not Gene Simmons still has money. But here's what I know. You're going to condemn the actors and musicians you love, and then when Kiss comes to town, you're going to buy Kiss tickets because you like Kiss. And that's why I'm always on you guys about protests and boycotts and all this other stuff, because you don't have it in you to see it all the way through to the end. And so it's just annoying when you get up on your hill every third day about the person you don't like. And that's why I spout off at the mouth about it, because it's annoying. You don't have it in you to see it all the way through. You're not ready... I think it's something like 73% of all internet activity after 6.30 in the night is Netflix. Why is that? Because you're addicted to entertainment. Meaning we don't have it in us to walk away from the entertainment. Quit pretending you do. Because you don't have it. But yeah, I absolutely believe Gene Simmons did all of these things. Which I'm not sure unbuttoning your shirt and exposing your torso is really sexual harassment, but... I'm not sure you should be banned from a building for insulting somebody's intelligence either. But there will be more claims that are more severe coming out about Gene Simmons in the days to come. Mark my words. I know who that dude is. We have $1,000. It's up for grabs. Next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Before the break, we made you aware Gene Simmons uh, now told never allowed back in Fox News Sports. Or um, Fox Sports. Fox News. 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 Damn it. There it is. Their building ever was inappropriate with a couple of staffers, insulted some intelligence, unbuttoned his shirt and said, uh, you know, like showed his torso and said, hey, chick, sue me, which seems, I don't know, pretty strange. That's more weird and not funny than it is like sexually creepy in my estimation. But I wasn't in the room, so hard for me to tell those people how they felt about it. But we were talking about it and. People hit me up on Twitter, and there's another celebrity who's kind of been up on his high hill about this and condemning everybody else, and he actually works for this company, and he has pulled the plug on his own show. And I believe it's right after the first of the year, The Sixth Sense with Nikki Six will be no more. And Michelle tweets in, she says, man, it was really hard to listen to Nikki Six discuss sexual harassment last night. She's like, you just got to wonder... It's like, that guy, really? You're going to tell me all those books we read on like the debauchery of Motley Crue and like what was happening with that band and what was happening in his life before he became Nikki Sixx? Like, she's like, I, you know, she's bringing up a good point. Now, look, nobody's accused Nikki of anything. 
Yeah, difference between like being in a coked out orgy and sexual harassment or assault. You know what I mean? Right? Oh yeah, he full on admits that there were drug induced yeah. orgies. Like I mean, they once tied a woman upside down by her ankles and and like swung her back and forth between dudes so she could supply a sex act to all of them. But again, that was the porn star Chloe, and she actually said she loved it. Consenting adults or consenting so, adults? Yeah, right? you're allowed to do what you want to do there. But I, but am I going? But again, much like Gene Simmons, I am going to willing to. I'm going to be willing to bet that there were going to be moments in Nikki Six's life. And again, here's how Nikki will get away with it, though. If, if in fact, this comes out, Nikki has the best, he has everybody's favorite excuse. Well, I have the disease of addiction, though. And it was the heroin that touched all those women. It wasn't me. And that's how Nikki will get away with it because you can't you can't even oppose the idea of the disease of addiction now. And so Nikki, that's how Nikki will excuse it away. If in in the end he is like called out for some of this, which I think sooner or later it's going to be everybody. I, I wish people would kind of get it right here in the sense of like, in my opinion, and I think as as things stand, yes, addiction is a disease, but it's not an excuse all. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like oh hey get out of jail for free. That's what they're going to do. I mean, and that's what's been done. I, 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 yeah, I mean it is, but like that's 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 ridiculous to me. Like, yes, you can totally be addicted to stuff. That doesn't mean that you know you, you know whatever you do, you don't have. There's you're still going to be responsible too. for right. what your you actions be. are. At least that's what I would want for you to be. But I'm willing to bet, man. All my heroes, all my '80s glam rock heroes, all those dudes are going to be guilty of all this stuff. I mean, look at just look at the the genre. You're accused. Well, they're all going to be accused. They're obviously not all going to be guilty. But even look at the genre. Look at what was happening in the music videos then. Look at the way those dudes p- pushed women out. In the f- they put them in metal cages and d- had them wear nothing. It's, that is a mentality. I, I, I wonder when this transfers over to athletes, when this transfers over oh, into other, like, God. Av- other avenues of... Dude, this is going know. to tear the NBA apart. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's fair to say that dudes in in power are going to find themselves in situations like this. But at the same time, I mean, it's going to be across, you know, all I think all walks here. I don't think this is going to exclusively just be... It's active. sex, dude. Right, right. It's sex. Right. And We're I mean, all weird about it. And, you know, you can always make the, you know, the, the original vice or the, you know, everyone's vice there is sex. So, like, sure it is. it's, I don't know. It, 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 and I guess there's a part of me that's like, man, this is just such a, like, complicated thing. It was almost easier when you didn't have to think about it. But then there's a part of me that's like, what else do I find sticking my head in the sand acceptable over? Nothing. I don't. I think you should be honest. I think you should be, you should do your research. I think you should try to find out the facts and things. And if this is what's happening, I feel like there should be consequences to these people's decisions. And like, if you're going to be this person who's, you know, those consequences should happen in police stations and courtrooms. I'm not okay with ruining other people's careers over the actions of somebody you happen to be in a program with or on tour with. I'm not okay with that. I'm not the there are consequences for sexual harassment, so, sexual assault. They take place in courtrooms and police stations. So when so when Nikki Six gets arrested and has to go to jail, doesn't that take away the doesn't that take away the six AM tour? And go, it's still consequences yeah, for and, the- and if that's what happens, then I'm okay with it. Because that band the other band can still go on tour. But removing shows from streaming services because it's gonna make you feel better for ten minutes about a problem you won't remember a month from now, that I have a problem with. Are there crossable lines there? Does this apply to all things? I think it's going to have to apply to all things. Welcome to entertainment. This is the way this is going to be. So complete separation between the art and the artist. 
I think we're going to have to do that now, yeah. Because I think it, for, for the while now, for a while it was always, well, we only got a few of these. We, we could probably live without this, and maybe we shouldn't play Michael Jackson. But at the end of the day, like, dude, art is driven by uncomfortable things in your life. And so those people are, yes, going to be butted up against things that are probably not great. Time and time again, you've been against Michael Jackson. Is your opinion changing? I will not. I Look, I have always thought it was weird that radio stations still played Michael Jackson. But I'm not so bothered by it that I think that they should stop or that I've gone to uh, like uh, where I've started boycotts or petitions and things like that. And the difference between me and a lot of people is I was actually molested as a child. And yet, if I can look at and go, Michael Jackson, well, maybe that shouldn't be on the radio. It's not the greatest thing in the world. But then get over it and not be a victim for the rest of the goddamn month over it, then I think other people need to do that, too. So when you said that to that woman sitting in front of you at that basketball game? Did not say it to her. Said it to my friend. She just happened to hear me. I, mean, I just said to my friend, I was like, I think that's a little weird they're doing Thriller at the Cavs game. I did. I said it. I didn't go to the Cavs. I didn't stand out front of the queue for six months. I didn't pretend that I'm so mad about it that you got to change it. Otherwise, I'm not happy. I just noticed it. It's okay to notice things, and you don't have to pretend like you're super pissed about it. I don't like sexual harassment. Rape is obviously wrong. But look at what's happening now. I just know myself, and I know you. We don't have it in us to walk away from all the entertainment we like if somebody was awful. It's just not going to be a reality. It's just not going to be something we're capable of doing. Step outside of entertainment. Does this apply to other things, or is this, you know, I mean... Well, I mean, give me the example. You can't po- just give politics. me like... Like politics, does this apply in politics? Is should should this apply to Al Franken or should it not? Well, again, I think it should. I totally think it again, should. Again, the people have a choice there, right? Like, I think, should you be dragged into a police station in a courtroom? Yes. If you're found guilty, then you go to jail. If not, should the other punishment will be in the public eye. And if they want to vote you in, they vote you in. If they don't want to vote you in because of what you did, there's your punishment. They will decide. But pretending so that voting's voting's one thing, but buying buying records well, is another. I think it's very different. Yes, I'm going to have a little bit of a different standard for the people who can make laws in my country versus the people who read lines on a piece of paper somebody else wrote. If you don't think those standards for those two things should be drastically different, then what are we all yelling at each other about politics on Facebook for? I think that I think that it should apply to positions of power. I think it should apply to positions of privilege, positions where like, yes. Okay, well, the janitor is going to rape a kid today. That's not a position of power. Um, If a janitor rapes a kid and I'm the owner of that business and I found out that you raped somebody, I'm firing you. Well, I would too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I just, the the fake morality of take that show off of Netflix and like, so you can walk around the office today feeling like as if you have contributed to society is nauseating. So it's okay to fire the janitor, but it's not okay to take something off of Netflix? I just well, that's your business. And if Netflix feels like they want to do it, I'm fine with it. But Netflix only feel this is why uh, this is what makes it different right here. The guy would want to fire the janitor. Netflix doesn't want to take House of Cards off. They're only going to do it because you pretend you want it taken off, which, by the way, it's still there. But isn't, <laughs> so that, like, but isn't your viewing habit, isn't your listening to the song, isn't your buying the product, isn't that your vote? Isn't yeah, that your voice? Again. I care less about what Gene Simmons does in his life than I do about what Al Franken does because Al Franken can help make laws that affect me. And so that kind of decision making and the, those kind of decisions that you want to make, it 
speaks to the kind of decision making you're going to make when trying to figure out what I'm allowed and not allowed to do in this country. That's going to be different. Gene Simmons already made Destroyer. It's I already know it's good. I'm not going to buy a new Kiss record anyway because it's 2017 and it's going to suck. But people that are in politics who can affect Gene Simmons does not affect my life. It's just something I listen to. Lawmakers affect my life, and that's why I think it's okay for that to be different. But again, I want the musicians, I want the actors, I want you in police stations and courtrooms, and that's where punishment comes from. But some dude who works at FedEx pretending he's a decent person because hashtag boycott house of cards, you're just somebody taking part, you're just a pawn being moved across the board the way the media wants you to be moved across the board. And that's why it annoys me, is because you're doing it, acting like you're so intelligent, but you're missing the fact that you're being moved around the way the people want want you moved around. That's why it's so annoying. We're giving away $1,000 every single hour on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity is right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to two- Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of the program, still have a pair of tickets for a perfect circle. Their show tomorrow night, CSU. I'll see you there, by the way. Head to that one myself. Like that band. Pretty interested to see it. Actually, I want to see the band that's opening up for them, the Beta Machine. I don't know much about them, but I listened to one song yesterday. I was like, ooh, yeah, maybe a little bit more of that might be good. So I'm interested to see if those guys are any good. I have to avoid going to GameStop on my way home today, buddy. I know that doesn't sound like something that somebody my age would say without kids. I was going to say, kids, don't go. But, uh, dude, the new Star Wars game is out today, and I kind of want it. I mean, I'm still completely addicted to the Call of Duty, which, by the way, if your husband or boyfriend's like me and addicted to Call of Duty, the best way to get them to stop playing it is online at WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. That video is very funny. It's a good system. But, I, dude, I want to buy this game so bad, but I just, I, I just, I shouldn't. Is this the game that's associated with the new movie? No, well, I don't really know. It's Battlefront 2, which the first one was awesome. And uh, a lot of people didn't like it. I loved it. And I, uh... They say this one's better, but I don't know, man. Seventy bucks, dude. I just bought Call of Duty. Like, I, I mean, dude, I'm gonna be two hundred dollars into video games in in a, in a month. Dude, Star Wars has to be dangerously close to jumping the shark. They have to be. Like, at well, this the, point, easier to make better games than it is movies. Right. I'm just saying the oversaturation where it's like like football, like yeah, Thursday night, yeah. Saturday night, Sunday. You're getting to a point Monday. here. We're like, yeah, I'm sure the game could be fantastic. It could be great, but it, it just there's a point of like, God, guys, how much are you going to try to pump out of it? But well, not only that, but you only spent. Now I know this is going to only, but it was four billion. Which Phantom was the first one on this for that franchise was a bargain and a half. Yeah, so dude, I mean the Browns cost a billion. That's ridiculous. That it, it, you Star know, Wars was only, only four. four times. They right? had to have made their money back already, right? They got the theme park down there in Florida now. The two movies that have been in the theater have been smashing successes. The next one's coming out what December something, I think. And so, like, they got to be close to already having their money back. I would think now the movies cost money to make, obviously, but like. I would think they've got to be close. You're making your money back on it, of course. For sure. So we'll get into this a little bit further next week, but I got some numbers here on Thanksgiving. All right. And I'll just be honest with you. I was trying to come up with the analogy of how to sum up how I feel about Thanksgiving and about the meal, not the holiday and what it means and this and that. I don't care about that, but like the meal itself. Because I hate the star of the show. You ever watch a TV show and you're like, man, this would be good if it, they had an actor I liked in it? Of course. That's Thanksgiving for me. 
right? Because everything else is awesome, but turkey sucks. Like, it's just not that. I mean, all right, that's probably a little far. But, Hot take. <laughs> but it's not the best. Like, it's, I, I would rather make a really good chicken and have that as, like, the bird. I think what the problem is there, and this is probably, you know, 50 years ago as opposed to, like, the food availability that we have today, is that turkeys were bigger when you had your family come over. What are you making, 12 chickens? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 18 pounds is going to go through 22 people right, versus, right, right, like, right. you know, a four-pound chicken's probably not. They say 75% of the people will cook Thanksgiving meal so they can avoid their family. Meaning, yeah, they may be in the house. You may have invited them over, but I want to be the person in the kitchen. Therefore, when you're all out at the table bitching about Donald Trump and the politics and all this stuff, I'm going to be in here checking the thermometer and you know, and the turkey. Cooking Thanksgiving dinner is stressful, dude. That is a hard thing to Never do. Never done it. You've got so many dishes going. That's the thing is like if you timing. Make, if you make dinner, it's like, all right, man. You know, I know that you, you know stove top is ten minutes. Right, you need to put in the potatoes first, and after that, I'll do this. But when you have Thanksgiving dinner it's the timing and it's just like dude you have 28 side dishes you have all these desserts going dude it's pain in the ass 54 percent said they're going to open a bottle of wine before they even begin to start cooking the meal i hear women in their car right now going hell yeah i am like i i'm not a, a total wine person like i like a good glass of red with you know with, with a meal but like i'm not like a wine enthusiast i mean whether it's wine beer liquor whatever i, I think we're all getting to getting the same sauced. yeah i was going to say i think we're all getting to the same area there 68% of those polled said it will take at least 2 to 4 trips to the grocery store to get their meal done meaning that they don't normally get it all in one which make a list how hard is it? Um, I mean, I, I would say it's almost easier if you plan it out right in the sense of like, I wouldn't want to go and shop for every Thanksgiving all one day. It's like, all right, hey, I'm going to the grocery store because I'm going to the grocery store later this afternoon. It'll be like, all right, grab a couple things here. All right, grab a couple things next time you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that if you plan it out a week or two in advance, probably an easier way to get it done. Well, you spread the money out. Although most, yeah. I guess they out of this poll, this is a lot less than what I've heard is half of these people said they will spend under $100 on the meal. That's a lot less than what I've heard. I do in years past the number I was told was $1100 is what it would cost by the time you were done. Big difference there. Big huge big difference. They say 53% said they will make their pies from scratch, but then 80% of those people said it will be topped with store-bought cool whip. I think sometimes people forget what like from scratch means. Like you're making your own dough. Like you're making like I mean like if you didn't make like, the crust. It's not it's from not scratch. From scratch, right? Like I mean, is that really what you're doing? And if so, God bless you. I hope your pie turns out delicious. Oh, they're but, really like, good. But dude, I mean, I, I'll just grab Marie Calendars. So I have the list of how Ohio breaks down its choice of sides. Okay. Okay. One point eight percent of people said roasted Brussels sprouts is their cho- is is their chosen side, which I am weird here. I like Brussels sprouts. I'm still surprised it's up that high. I mean, like, I don't hate Brussels sprouts, but like, I, I mean, I'm surprised it's even on the list. It's kind of an obscure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, a little, it's a little yeah. weird. They've been gaining a little bit more popularity lately because been people have been putting bacon in them now. I, I think probably a part of what that is was a little bit of like the hipster answer of like, oh yeah, yeah I'm dude, I'm, I'm other zig. I, I grow zag. these in my backyard. Right, 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 right. Four and a half percent of people said cranberries is their sauce or, or side rather, cranberry sauce or cranberries. I've never gotten the 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 connection there. Um, I like cranberry juice. 
Um, I'm not sure I'm going to like cranberry anything. I'm like when they when it's that cranberry gel that like shakes on the plate. I'm not into that. I'll do that. I mean, I'll, it's, really? it's it's really one of those things. What's it that, taste like? I don't know. Kind of like cranberries and kind of like jelly. I mean, uh, honestly, and like that sounds awful. It, it it's just one of those things that when it's there, I'll take it. But I'm not like I wouldn't you know insist on it. You can tell here with this next one, I didn't get pulled because it would have been further up on the list. Seven and a half percent of people say mac and cheese is their number one side. You know me, I'll steal it from people even. Indeed, you will. But I. I um I, that's never been a Thanksgiving side to me. Like I love mac and cheese. I'll eat it any day of the week. But that was never like a part of my family's Thanksgiving. So it never became like a oh hey that's what you should make. Twelve and a half percent say green bean casserole. I like green beans, but I find green bean casserole to be gross. But most of the time, it's because it's made with cream of mushroom soup, and I don't like that. Green bean casserole is one of my Thanksgivings. I gotta have that. It is. I will say that as a person who doesn't like it, it your Thanksgiving table looks weird when it's Without not on it. it. Right. I, that that is totally true. Seventeen point eight percent said sweet potatoes is their favorite side. I didn't start eating sweet potatoes until late in my life. Yams, I believe, is what they're most commonly referred uh, it to. It depends on where they're grown. Depends that on is what, true, that, right? That's, yeah. that's the thing is it depends on where they're grown. Um, I, uh, Yeah, I mean, like, sweet potatoes, throw some marshmallows on it, I'm down. Yeah, I mean, it's not like something I incorporate into my, like, yearly side dish routine. I like but. them. I like sweet potato fries a lot, actually. 22.5% said mashed potatoes is the number one side for Thanksgiving. Pretty, you know, standard there, I would agree. Mashed yeah, potatoes are pretty good. have mashed potatoes. Haven't mentioned it, yes. So, obviously, the big one. And I've always always been surprised by this about why it, because it is so popular on Thanksgiving that we don't see it outside of Thanksgiving more often and that's stuffing everybody rants and raves about the stuffing and then yet you don't do it so is that I mean I guess maybe if you only have it once a year that's what makes it so special do you not do stuffing like is that not a like a, like I will definitely buy stovetop throughout the year I do okay yeah I do I I enjoy stovetop I enjoy uh, uh stuffing and the like but you that's but again I think it's more rare Right, like I never see people, and we know we've got Instagram. I see what everybody's having for dinner every night, and I don't see stuffing in there. But uh, that, like turkey, I just don't get it. I just, I'm gonna make Thanksgiving dinner this year. I told everybody else, hey, I'm going here, I'm going there, I'm going there. I'm not doing any of those things. I'm staying my ass put in my house. And I, dude, I. Is a guy who doesn't love turkey, I've never made one, and so I almost kind of want to buy a small one, because I like it enough. It's not like I hate it. It's not like I dislike it. It's just not my favorite. Even a small one, though, dude, is going to be a pretty substantially sized turkey. You'd be best to go with, like, a turkey breast or something. You know mm, what I well, mean? Well, that's like not a, the same thing. Well, but I mean, like, you're going to, dude, you're going to make this, like, five-pound, six-pound turkey that's, like, the smallest one you can get, and then you're going to be like, dude, what the hell am I going to do with all this turkey? I'm thinking about stuffing a chicken. Like a small chicken. Um, I, what I'm gonna say is, dude, I'm not a fan of stuffing anything, dude. The, the food, the stuffing. Well, you cook it first, there, right? Well, but it doesn't, and then but you're shoving it in, so you're taking the cooked stuffing. Well, you cook the sausage and stuff first, and then you put inside into the raw chicken. That's gonna end up foodborne illnesses, in my opinion. I, I don't. I well, don't, I mean, that's how that's how Butterball says you do it. I, I mean, I, I I don't buy into it. I I, I search. I mean, dude, I actually got that from Butterball.com. Like this is how they this is how they say, and I I'm trusting them more than I'm trusting me on how to do it. Although that they're talking about turkeys, not chickens. Maybe that maybe there you that, go. maybe that would be different. Maybe that would be different. There seven and a half percent mac and cheese. You people need to put, pick them numbers up. Mac and cheese is amazing. More Sansbury show and a perfect circle tickets up for grabs next. Hang on. 1069. I gotta say, is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were 
habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I liked women! Women, 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 women! And here he is, having the time of his life. This is big green It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth like I give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. I still got Pandora with commercials. What? I mean, anybody will tell you Dee Haslam is really, she is the person who runs the Cleveland Browns. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. Now, Peggy, you your right to speak Spanish. If I need your right to speak American. This is her. This is her. I'm 46 years old. You know, and your kids are everywhere. I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Do you know that? <laughs> I'm too busy getting high. Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I am ready for the weekend. I'm not normally one of these guys who like root on for Friday. Like, you know what I mean? I actually really like my job, so I don't always feel like I got to get away from it. But for some reason this week, I have been waiting for Friday afternoon to be able to shut my phone off and not talk to anybody for a while. I have no idea why. I don't always feel this way, but this week I do. I feel like, I feel like, man, I just want to get out of here, start my weekend. You have big plans this weekend. Uh, working tonight and tomorrow. oh yeah, that Christmas bar, right? Yeah, I'll be there tonight. Uh, it's the uh, it's the invite only opening. It everything mm. officially opens Black Friday, but tonight is like for VIPs, I guess. So uh, hopefully that'll be a prosperous evening for me tomorrow. Nothing really going on, and then uh, Sunday I am actually making the venture up north, heading to the Cleveland Browns game. Ugh. But I'm doing it anyway, so yeah, I'm going. What about you? What you got going on? A perfect circle tomorrow night. Okay. That's my plan. That's that's, that's the only plan I have, and that's, that's the it. only plan I want. There you go. I want to just, I kind of just want to veg out and not do much, which, by the way, every Friday, our little old desk lady, Linda, mm-hmm. will bring donuts to the building. And she always, like, forces me to take, like, two or three donuts. Forces me by asking me if I want more donuts, and then I say yes. <laughs> but <laughs> I took those donuts today, and I've been trying to be better. About the eating. I took one bite. I did take a bite. It's a pretty big bite. And then I and but then I threw the rest of it away. I'm I'm trying to maintain on, on the straight and narrow with this food thing. I didn't eat at the concession stand the other night at the charge game. I'm trying. It is a hard journey for me, man. No, I no uh, battle. I I enjoy the carbohydrates a great deal. We get along very well. Me and me and the bad foods. We just we we like one another there. We do have a perfect circle tickets for you. We'll take caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. We'll see you tomorrow night. And then at 1010, Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 on Rock 106.9. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything today, podcast it at WRQK.com. Aside from that, have a great weekend. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you guys. Stansberry here from North Kenton Collision.